What's up? Welcome in. It is a Carmen V Wednesday on the CHGO Bears podcast. Presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO to live your bet life and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Uh, Mark Carmen's not here today. He is atoning for his many, 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 many sins. Um, so instead, many Kevin Kadek is here with us sitting in on a Wednesday. It's a, it's What's a up? Kevin Kadek Wednesday more than anything else. I think I'm it's always here, though. All right. That's I'm in fair. here other days other than Wednesday and Thursday nights like you. Okay. That's fair. All right. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, this I'm here a lot. Fun. It's fun. This is fun. Um, I like that Northwestern shirt, too. Homefield. My buddies at Homefield. They're the best. Too bad you're sitting between two Badgers right now in a week where Northwestern plays Wisconsin. They have good home field. Uh, uh, home field that wasn't Wisconsin at all. Actually, <laughs> it wasn't. I kind of wore, wore a Wisconsin shirt. Yesterday, I still have to be careful because I still know so many people in Northwestern and genuinely want them to win. And yeah, well, just also, not this Saturday. I mean, Wisconsin's struggling too. Not anymore. Jimmy V, the, the Jimmy V, Jimmy V. That was a different coach. <laughs> Jimmy Leonard era starts now. Are we? We conf- we're confident in that. This is what we used to do this in the student section when when he was returning a punt. The J and an L. I Jimmy, see that Leonard. Now. Jimmy Leonard. The whole student section would do that, and then he would return it for a touchdown. That's back fun. when you actually returned punts and kicks for touchdowns. Yeah. Can you remember a better news dump than the University of Wisconsin <laughs> announcing it fired its head coach as the Packers were in the fourth quarter of a tight ball game? Yeah, or were they in overtime by then, or was it? Late? I think it was still in the fourth. Okay, quarter. late fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, with because you, uh, Kevin, and I talked later. Um, because we both watched the press conference, I was, my I was, like in shock when they were like 15 minutes into the press conference, and um, I think it's Patrick Herb does a great job over there yeah. in Wisconsin. He's moderating the press conference, and he was like, "Okay, any other questions?" And I'm literally in my living room. My wife's in the kitchen, like, right, and I'm like, "Yes, I have questions. <laughs> yes, how is nobody saying I have a question right now?" What is happening in this press conference? <laughs> I have many, many questions. And they're like, it's just silence. I'm like, okay, thank you for attending they should, the They should have super chats for, for those press for conferences. Those press conferences. <laughs> I was like, nobody has a question. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, half the media is at Lambeau Field yeah. right now. It's <laughs> a good point. Jim Polzine's at Lambeau. Yeah, Mike Oates. Heller's at Lambeau. Tom Oates is probably on Twitter, retired, <laughs> screaming at his TV watching this. I, mean, right I, I don't want to give the Bears uh, a, an idea for another revenue stream, <laughs> but let's say they put up one question per Aberflus press conference, up for bid. What would that go for? Oh, for charity they could do it. Yeah. For charity, because there's absolutely <laughs> no way any coach is going to agree to a fan question. Why not? They agree to our questions. They Because they're legally obligated to in <laughs> their not contract. Legally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they actually have to meet with the media a certain amount yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <sighs> someone's mentioning in the comments. Because uh, I, I tend to watch some press conferences now on social media, since I'm not at all. Right. The comments that pop up. <laughs> not great. I'm not sure that Bears actually want to hire an employee to sit there and, like, sort through the comments that are as they're coming in. That'd be a, it'd be a, be a so, tough job. Adam, you, you guys, I, I listened to yesterday's show coming in. Yeah. I, I have two things. One, you guys talked about all the planets for a yeah. long time. Yesterday got weird. And nobody made a Venus Jones Jr. joke, which oh. upset me. 
Wow. I just wanted to get that out. I was going to say, you've been, you've been dwelling on this. That was what a dead joke. Was that the problem? <laughs> was Venus Jones Jr. the one out there muffing that punt? He was on and another not Yeah. That was the problem? Yeah. Okay. When you How? say Venus, though, I think of Venus Williams, and she doesn't fumble the bag. So. No, she doesn't. How long were you holding on to that, by the way? That <laughs> Venus Jones comment? About an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want to surprise you on it. Um, other thing, I was 5'11 this morning. Oh, five I'm usually 5'10. I was a 5'11er. The, the alarm went off. I was deep asleep. And then trying to turn it off, I hit the light. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then just like completely like floodlighted my wife. And she's like, what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Gotta, I, hold on. I, I didn't know the light was even on because my eyes were closed, but I was have a, a groundswell uh, coffee. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I was a very upset 530-er because the uh, one-year-old was crying. She's uh, not feeling too well today, and uh, mm. last night was a rough night, and so I was not a happy early riser today, and um, so you it was a little are. cranky morning I got over at the Hulk house. Uh, conversely, I had my tea this morning. I just, you know, hung out, watched Good Morning Football, had my, before I went to Pilates. It was very nice. Nice. I had a very God, nice morning. Man, that sounds nice. You have no commute. <laughs> I have no commute. Home, relaxed, opposite of pretty much every one of my mornings. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right. Uh, let's talk about this. We, we, back to work Wednesday, as we like to call it. Um, Bears back at Hallis Hall, flipping the script to the Minnesota Vikings, coming off their a win over the Saints. That was kind of a sneaky good game that ended up in London on yeah. Sunday morning. It was back and forth. It came down to a double doink. It did. That actually went in the way of an NFC North team this time. Yes. Um, and that one bounced. If anyone saw that, it like bounced. The way it bounced, it looked like it should have bounced in. It was it, like when it first hit the upright, it was trending inwards, but then yeah. it caught the like the end caught the crossbar, crossbar. and then that's what doinked it out. So it was well, like a tough. what's the soccer term for a double doink? There has to be something. Yeah, like when I I don't know, the that's a that's a Lawrence question. I mean, you, know, you you hit the woodwork is usually what they hit say. The when you hit the woodwork off the, off the bar back from like when soccer goals were made out of wood. Correct. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's many double doinks in. Uh, Soccer. There's a decent amount of them. I mean, there's a decent amount there of is? hockey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, well, I'll keep watching. The difference is there's like, what, three shots every soccer game? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. The, yeah. so the amount <laughs> that could be double-doinked are way lower than the amount. You know, of Arsenal fo- outshot your garbage team that you apparently are rooting for with the nice. stupid chicken logo. Uh, outshot them 22-7 to seven over the weekend and won 3-1. to one. So suck that. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea what any of that means. Spurs. I, I went to one NFL game at Tottenham Stadium and decided I liked Tottenham's logo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've That's watched cool. zero of their games ever since, but he is now that stadium taking his arsenal is awesome. anger out on me is what just to translate and whiteboard that for everybody watching at home. Um, all right. We have some questions we want to address um, before we, we get into the uh, big question, which is how the hell are the Bears going to stop Justin Jefferson and Delvin Cook and Adam Thielen? But we have a few days to, to break down that that deal i wanted to get back at a con since you're here carmy the more and more i've looked at some of the film and like justin played better but then he still misses the shot downfield but then the head coach says that they were telling him not to look downfield on that play like so one of the questions i want to discuss is are the bears over coaching justin fields right now do they need Mm -hmm. to just let him play like be justin fields I, well, in this 
offense, I think you've got no choice but to overcoach because there's so much that goes into everything. Like the basic, the way that this offense has been described to me by like some coaches and stuff that I've had discussions about it with is it's not super complicated as far as like the concepts that are run, but there's a lot of window dressing that comes on there based on either what you see from the defense or trying to disguise what you're trying to do, all that other stuff. So you have to, I feel like they're just throwing too much at Justin and they're trying to compensate for that by coaching him pretty like I, the micromanagerially, if that's, that's not a word, but that's okay. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I think they need to like take it back down a little bit and, and maybe get him going with some of the more, the easier throws, maybe not put so much window dressing on right away and just, you're going to be a little more transparent to the defense, but I think starting slower and building up up to what it can be is is the answer. But again, Getsy's a first time play caller. That's also I think something in here too, where it's like, how much do I give to my quarterback? Uh, and without Justin having a full understanding of this offense, I think that it's hard to not overcoach. Sometimes it seems to me like they still don't know what they have in Justin Fields. I, I don't think they do. Well, like I don't a think great they, read of yeah. what his strengths are, or what he can do, or what they want him to be. And it Good does point. go back to the point that, that Carm was making yesterday. Is like This is still a 17-game season. They're four games into a new administration. Everyone is still getting right. to know each other. But it's like, what was all the offseason for? But, like, it's so hard because you cannot simulate, you the simulate gameplay, gameplay right. and you can't simulate what defenses are trying. Like, these days, defenses can audible, too. Like, yeah. you don't know what the defense is going to do until you get it out there, but or you get out there. That's the thing, like... The and I, I've harped on this, I feel like a lot recently, but it's just the process. I get that people are getting a little antsy and a little impatient, but it's it's so hard to learn an entirely yeah. new system. Like, no one has immediate success. And like, I was part of a Bucks team where they brought Tom Brady in and then went to the Super Bowl that first year. Yeah. But when I tell you that Tom Brady was playing live action Madden for the first half of the year because he did not know the offense. Like that's, that's a real thing that happened that nobody, right. like people don't talk about as much because, but like Tom Brady is one of one in that he can do that. Maybe Aaron Rodgers could do that, but like that, that's it. And I, I think that's fine. But just to see like this low level of output from the offense on the first four games is concerning. Like you look at other pairings, you know, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were able to do something pretty quickly. Like the Chargers, but how much Justin of that Herbert, was relying like, on Kyler's, you know, athletic ability and kind of going off script and doing stuff like which that? Which is what they can do with Justin. They kind of what Justin Fields yeah. can do. Yeah. And, and I think the frustrating thing for me, and by the way, we got some breaking news that we got to talk about here too. But okay. the, part of the frustrating thing is to me is I saw so much of Justin Fields at Ohio State a couple times in person with Northwestern playing them when I'm standing, <laughs> you know, 20 yards from the guy. He's throwing bombs. He is a downfield passer. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest differences between him and Mitch Trubisky, the last young quarterback was here, mm -hmm. was Mitch struggled to throw downfield. Justin is that guy. They need to unlock that. And I'm okay if he throws some interceptions along the way in doing so. But it, they need to let him be that guy. Um, and I think that there is so much of like drilling into his head right now what they want coached that – at some point, they got to let him loose. All right, here's the news. Uh, Cody Whitehair placed on injured reserve, oh. um, which I was kind of expecting. Yeah, It's good that he won't be out for the year, according to Matt Eberflus. He said that the other day. But he is being put on injured reserve, so he will miss a minimum of four, four games. games. That is a loss, a big loss. We can talk about the specifics of that in a moment. 
The other part of the news is wide receiver Nikhil Harry has been designated to return from IR. 21-day window. So he is now a three-week. Let me get my waiver claim in. Hold on. Yeah, good (laughs) luck with that. Um, He has now three weeks to practice before. I mean, he can be activated technically this week if he was ready, but I think that's a stretch. But he is allowed to now practice for three weeks, and then the Bears have that time to decide whether or not to actually take him off IR, or then if they don't, he is out for the year at that point. So. Maybe some help coming from the wide receiver perspective. Personally, my expectations are still relatively low for Nick Keel Harry. Let's not forget, yeah. like, he barely practiced before he suffered this ankle injury. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's had all the meetings and the mental reps and hopefully understands the offense a little bit more now, but he's had very little practice time in this scheme. Right, right. No I- other lottery tickets that Ryan Poles purchased at that position has, have come in, so I'm not sure why Harry would, but... Now, one interesting wrinkle... No. Um, we are, let me do the math from right now, I don't know, two and a half weeks out. Is that right? From the Bears playing the Patriots on Monday Night Football in Foxborough? So is he eligible for that? Well, he's yeah. eligible. He could be taken off and play Sunday against the oh, Vikings. Okay. Yes. If they choose to do so, I would assume he's not going to be ready. Uh, I don't think so. And then you have a short turnaround to Washington. Right. But then you have kind of a mini buy. And some time in between there, about a week and a half, till you have to go to Foxborough. So the team that drafted him, maybe that's where he makes his Bears debut. I like this dude's uh, thoughts in the chat. Move Harry to left guard, you cowards. <laughs> yeah. hey, Ron Burgundary. He's a big dude. Dairy. Is he a Wisconsin guy? Ron Burgundary. Burgundary. That's a good name. Uh, I mean, he might be your best option at left guard right now. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I like. I'm just beginning to think we're never going to see Lucas Patrick come in at center because, like, well, l- let's talk about that because that was going to be my next question. Right? Like, is this? Are they? Aberflus said last week that it would be for now. I thought that Sam Musfer was going to be at center. All right, based on what you've card. seen, who are you? If you're the head coach, who are you starting at center on, against the Vikings? If if Lucas Patrick is healthy, I don't. I don't know how healthy he is. That's my problem. Well, he doesn't have anything on his hand anymore. Yeah, but I still think that there's a difference when you're snapping if that's if you, not between not having something on your hand and actually being able to snap. But at the same time, like I get it too. He has no rapport with Justin yet because he hasn't practiced snapping right. to Justin. I've seen a long snapper long snap with a broken finger before. Yeah. You can you can get the snaps off. I'm sorry. I I I, I, I think as long as there's not a club on that hand, which is what he was dealing with the first... Obviously, you cannot snap with a club. Yes. You need your fingers. But if your fingers are accessible, <laughs> there is a way to snap. I'm sorry. You can do it. And part of the problem for me right now, it's not just that Sam Mustafer is struggling at center. It's that Lucas Patrick's not playing that well at guard either. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're moving him too. Like, he was rotating at right guard. Now you're going to move him to left guard. So he's switching sides. That's not super easy to do. Like, everyone likes to say, like, you can do that, but there are very few offensive linemen that can do that effectively and not, like, drop off in talent. I I think that you still get him back to center. I want him back at center. I just – it doesn't seem like this coaching staff wants that. I just think the the – there's a chance, Kevin, that the O-line could be better off with solidifying the center position – now you have Tevin Jenkins, who, in my opinion, based on the I, how I've graded the film, 
Cody Whitehair has been your best offensive lineman. Easily. Easily. And that's a big loss. So this this sucks, by the way. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see if Braxton Jones, like, drops off a little bit, too, because he's been playing next to Cody. Yeah, he had kind of an up-and-down game the other day, too. Yeah. And that's it, kind of he, – honestly, he's having kind of a rookie season. I think it's been mostly good, but, you know, it's been up and down a little bit. But then your next best offensive lineman to me has been Tevin Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So at least he has to play now. Whatever games they've been playing there, like, you have no choice. You have to play him now 100% of the snaps. So maybe right guard is better this week. Overall, if you make that move with Lucas Patrick, I think you have an upgraded center. The question is, how big is the downgrade then at left guard? But I'd rather solidify two positions than have three that are kind of in flux, which is, I think, what we've what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's good to change things up. I mean, obviously, you know, things have not been great in the pass protection, so let's just hit the hit the slot machine and see what you come up with. My question for you is you, you kind of talk about Lucas Patrick. I think he's underperformed. What well, you know, obviously he's had the injury. Um, but we've had new GM, new coach, uh, new offensive coordinator, and they all kind of brought in their guys from a previous stop. Lucas Patrick um, from from Green Bay, uh, Byron Pringle from Kansas City, um, El Kadeen Muhammad from from Indianapolis. None of these guys have really panned out. Is that concerning? Um, yeah. You think? Because you would think like, hey, I'm coming here and I'm bringing this guy because I like this guy and I think I can get something from him. Yeah. Now, EQ, I think, has been, you know, all right from a, from a pass blocking kind of Actually, this was the first week where I felt like EQ did nothing. I actually right. thought he had a pretty good debut for the first of all like yeah. the Of all the known guys yeah. that were kind of brought in from the other stops, he's been maybe, you I, know. But the, I... I I, I kind of understand your reaction, Carmi, because it's like a lot of these guys, are, I think, are just sort of placeholders. Right. Yeah, like it's not like you got, like you took a world beater from any, all of these teams and like stuck him into a functioning, like uh, most of those guys were offensive, like a functioning right. system. Like if you had a, a I don't know, th- my thing too, which is why I'm so adamant about wanting Patrick at center is because he has the most experience there and like he – when you have a young quarterback to also have a young center to also have a first time play caller, like there is just youth all the way down the line. And so I want someone that has a little bit of, you know, experience and like Lucas Patrick didn't, he like started what all of last year. And then like was basically a rotational guy before that. Yep. So, but he was snapping to Aaron Rodgers, And so you have to think that he picked up on some things there, mm-hmm. but like you want someone that's more experienced to be the one to make the checks, to be the one to make the identifications, all that kind of stuff. And, and there were breakdowns t- last week. There right. were multiple times you had a free runner come up the middle and part of that's on the quarterback. Part of that's on, on the center. center. But a lot you, of that. you have to get the protection calls, right? Exactly. And so I think that that's where you're seeing, like, that's why it's just not a good pairing when you have a young center and a young quarterback, like you need experience somewhere. And then again, you have a young like play caller. You have a first time play caller too at the at the offensive side of the ball. The the last question I have as we flip to defense, that I think it's kind of come up the last few weeks, but you have to start to wonder now through four games if Kyler Gordon just has too much on his plate right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. do they need to pull that back and limit him to one position instead of having him play both? Um, Who would you rather play nickel? I mean, I think that's the problem. Right. But, I mean, one option is just to have him concentrate on playing nickel. Now, that limits his snaps. Then he comes off the field when you're in base, but that's not a lot of the game. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're you're in your sub-packages way more than you're in base at this point in the league. 
I, I do think that, that you put way a lot on him because the nickel position is a really, really hard position to play just on its own. Yeah. And then if you're I mean, honestly, like the le- the easiest of the easier of the two is the outside corner position. But I just don't know who else you slot in at nickel. So I still think that nickel's still a, it's it's a tough position to play. There's a lot you have to read. I, I thought Greg Braggs had a good point on Monday night. I love that. Yeah, the great clip up on CHGO Sports right now. Yeah, on, on the After Dark show about, like, if their approach with Kyler Gordon seems to be like, okay, we're throwing everything at you. We're going to let you go play. Like, yeah. baptism by fire. Why isn't that the case with Justin Fields? Yes. I talked about that a little bit. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, I think that's a good point. Yeah. You know, and I get it's different positions, but there's still two key positions on both sides of the ball. And it does seem to be, you know, a different approach for two young players. The one who's kind of going through more or giving a, being given a little bit more freedom, it seems like, is the rookie. Yeah. Justin's a second year player. It's still a new system. Yeah. I like, the, I, I feel like. I, I see your point. I just don't know that you can take that same caval- like more cavalier approach with a quarterback when that's the most p- important position on the field. Like he can do that directly. I mean, not that Kyler Gordon doesn't directly dictate if you win or lose games, but like a quarterback really can dictate whether it, you win or it's lose. It's just such games. a thin unit. I mean, Gordon's got to be out there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine taking the lumps as long as he's growing. Like they talk about in hockey, like for a, a top pairing defenseman, those guys need 200 games before they can even consider, yeah. you know, what, whether or not their successes or not. Yeah. Same thing oh, in baseball. Wait. You need, what do they say, right. 1,500 at-bats? Right. Yeah. So, obviously, like, the NFL is a different beast, and they don't have as many games, and there's the pressure to win from year to year is so much more than maybe other sports. But I think we're just going to have to be patient this entire year. That, well, and I thought we had that. I, like, I thought we all had that understanding coming into this season. I, and, like, I said this yesterday, uh, and it was on, it's on my Twitter. Like, I thought that, you know, we're coming into the – like, the first game, winning that first game yeah. could have been the worst thing to happen to the Bears because it gave people hope that we're like, oh, yeah, we could win nine games this season. No. Yeah. That was not the – I, that I was, think the offseason is so long, and we talk ourselves into things that we probably wouldn't if we just didn't have months and months of, of downtime, sure. right? Like – Oh yeah, Travis Gibson's going to be the next Khalil Mack, you know, like th- that sort of thing. Like <laughs> I don't know that anybody said that. Uh, did they? Yeah, I was going to say. I, I spent more time on Bears Twitter than you do. Oh, mm. oh no. Okay, on <laughs> oh. Bears Twitter. Yeah, I think that was I probably mean, said. I mean, you talked yourself into nine wins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I. But then I backed off that right away and said it should have been eight and nine. Okay. But I took a lot of heat for saying that they would have seven wins, which I still think was generous. I mean, I did bet the over. This is the I, first. Hate, I hated that six and a half over under. I, I, I steered clear. I mean, I thought <laughs> the it was. The reason why I liked it is everybody bet the under. Yeah. All the money's on the under. I was waiting for five and a half, never saw it. and It's only been four weeks. I know. They could still do it. Uh, there was a comment up there earlier I want. I inject it into the screen. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, which one? Start Jack Sanborn. <laughs> it was farther up. There it is. Wisconsin guys. I think Jack Sanborn is actually going to be the full-time Wisconsin coach next year. Oh, yes. <laughs> He'll be the, the D.C. when Jimmy Leonard gets, is just yeah. no, no, Leonard is just a placeholder for Sanborn. Jack Sanborn's brother's on the team, by the way. Is he? Yeah, plays special teams. Um, but here's the thing about this. this is, I'm actually being serious about this. So why is it that you can have all these other rookies playing, but, like, this guy did nothing but ball out in the preseason to the point 
that you kept him on the 53 over Joe Thomas. Right. And I understand that Joe Thomas is the veteran, but since you brought Joe Thomas back up, you've now played him and started him over Jack Sanborn in the last two weeks with Matt Adams being out. I don't understand that. I mean, do they think of him just exclusively as someone that helps on special teams? That he, like, they, they don't want to put the vet on special teams because no I, vet wants to play special He sure teams. seemed to be all over the field in the preseason. I understand it's the preseason, but he was all over yeah, the field making I'm not plays. And, and, and I'd be fine with it if it wasn't showing up as Joe Thomas was one of my lowest graded players on Sunday. Yeah. He's missing tackles. He's not in the right spot. Um, I... So I, I'm just I'm all aboard on that one. Like if we're gonna play these rookies and we're gonna sink or swim with the rookies, why isn't Jack Sanborn playing? That's a it's a fair question. Future Hall also, of Famer a, Jack Sanborn yeah. deserves better. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Also, we're talking about the Sam linebacker position. He's not on the field that much. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying he should play 100 percent of the snaps. I'm saying that when they're in base, right, let the rookie play. Let him be in See base. what you got. Yeah, I I I agree. I like him a lot. Bell's there says Samber must be having bad Wednesday practices <laughs> in reference to Tevin Jenkins, that awful Wednesday he had. All right. Uh, hey, this football season points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. That means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out on your live second half over bet. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I want to tell everyone about Green Ridge Farms. Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company that's offering you a better all-natural option. They are makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. They're perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They also make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They've been here in the office. We've had them at tailgates. They are pretty awesome, and I do love the fact that they're from Chicago. So. I'm getting hungry just listening. I know. I, know. I, know. I didn't eat much. Uh, every I'm time we ready. do a Green Ridge Farm ad, I'm like, God, I'm starving. <laughs> every Green Ridge Farm ad. Every time I read this, right? I, well, the meat I hear sticks this. are just, they're good. Yeah. Can't deny it. I do try to limit the times that I say meat sticks, but. That know. makes sense. <laughs> makes me think of the fish song, Meat Stick. No. Should See, I sing I, no. that right no. now? Anyway, uh, Green Ridge Farm is delicious because they are made from recipes generations in the making, and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, that's no S, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free Simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. That's a pretty awesome deal. So Free sticks of meat. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Uh, can I ask you guys a question yeah. about the defense? One player in particular. When do we start worrying about Robert Quinn? Yeah. So we knew this could happen. Yeah. I we, asked we, him. We pretty much knew he wasn't going to come anywhere close to the 18 and a half sacks again. I, I think I said it as 10 would be a big victory. I asked him in the preseason during training camp what like what his thoughts were about switching back to a 4-3. 
because that's where he spent most of his career with the with Rams. And he was like, oh, this is like coming home. Yeah. So I'm like, while I didn't think that 18 and a half sacks was repli- could be replicated, he kind of gave off the impression like, yeah, he was really stoked about returning to a 4-3 defense. Like that's where he's really made a lot of his career and, and bread and butter and all that. And I just, I don't, I don't, he's being rendered pretty ineffective at the, up until this point. Yeah, I have him through four games as a um, fringe starter. Not great. That's so, yeah, the grade. It, there's just not been enough production. You know, when he's going up against Laramie Tunsil, I'm like, okay, bad matchup. That happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna, it's that's gonna be a thing in some weeks. But against the Giants, I like, I'm still stunned that they lost the sack battle six to one. Yeah, it was a in lot. that game. It was a lot. When the the Giants couldn't protect at all, they couldn't get sacks coming into the game. They only had three coming into the game. Got six. So. You know, I, I think this was the fear. On one hand, like you say, Carmi, good thing he's moving back to a 4-3. And again, he played pretty damn well in the last three, defense four, last right. year. And this has been the theme of his career. He is a very good pro. He's going to go down as a very good professional football player. But he has been inconsistent. He has had up and down years. Yeah. And it's usually... One up, one down. One yeah. up, one down. One up, one down. And and that's kind of been his career. That's why he left the Rams in the first place, right? Because they switched systems, and then he wasn't effective at all. And then he, That's you right. Know, yep. I. That's why I was like, as much as, like, he's a great player, and I, uh, uh, you know, broke the franchise sack record, all that other stuff, I was like, trade him before this season because his stock is never going to be higher. Right. I don't think that Poles saw, like, something out there that yeah. was worth doing. Yeah. But obviously you want him to rebound and maybe a contender out there thinks maybe Quinn can take him to the next level. He needs to produce here in the next few games. Right. But, yes. but, and, and I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying you can't get a late round pick, especially when you get, you know, down to the deadline where mm. you have to make a move. If you're a team. Okay, fine. We'll give you a six round pick for Robert Quinn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but the, this idea that, and this hope, which I thought was at least within the realm of possibilities that Robert Quinn could ball out to start of the season. You can actually yeah. get something even better right. than right. that. I, that you know, We saw the Von Miller deal. Granted, he's not Von Miller, but you know, it, there was a world where I thought that was possible, but not if he's going to be playing like this. It, no. it, then it becomes what you said, Kev, which is, all right, who's out there? Who's available? Right, Robert Quinn, he can help us. He's, he gives us another body. Yeah. Maybe he'll be a little bit more motivated playing for a contender. A contender, And then you're like, fine, we can part with a six-round pick. But I don't think you're giving up a lot for him at this point. No. Which is tough. No. So, um, We will check in with Nicholas Moriano from Hallis Hall coming up. Uh, the Bears press conferences are going on right now, I think. Um, there was one note. Oh, Jalen Johnson's still day-to-day. So I think we're three weeks on day-to-day. Remember, as we did our Eberflus translations yesterday, you weren't here, Carmi. But uh, we determined that day-to-day means one month. <laughs> and we're getting close to that with Jalen Johnson. I, uh, yeah, like if you really if you thought that he was going to be out four weeks, you'd put him on IR. and But, like, I don't know. Do you even realize at this point need the spot? Maybe Eberflus is just a really hopeful guy. 
Like, yeah, I think he'll be fine in like three days. Yeah. Like, we're gonna call him day to day, and then like three weeks later, he's like, "Damn, he's still hurt." Yeah, the they listed on? him as questionable two weeks ago, and then last week he was ruled out. Yeah, like what? Yeah, maybe, maybe there was a setback, but he didn't even practice. Yeah, maybe. during that time, it so, could be a setback in the rehab process too. I think that's just more gamesmanship. Remember, JJ Watt had a calf injury yesterday or last week. Correct. That was actually heart a attack. heart attack. <laughs> attack. I love the NFL. Uh, I that was that was so like and then to see his press conference afterwards and he's crying and stuff and I'm like if you were that scared maybe you shouldn't play. Yes. Like He's talking about how he has a baby on the way and like he's like I'm like if you were like then don't play football for one week. For, uh, or like retire, good lord! Like, and if if Tom and Giselle are breaking up over Tom coming back to play one more year, like, what is JJ Watt's wife thinking? Well, she's an athlete. Hold on, too. I know like she, she's yeah, probably wired. Red like, Star. she's wired like that too. Current Red Star. Current Red Star. Current. Can't I leave. Thought no, I thought she. I don't think she's still here. I don't think she's here. Oh, oh Julie Ertz left, right? Yeah, I think Kaylee has okay, just wrong. been injured. Oh, I'm gonna look up where Kaylee is. I can't say her first name. I didn't say she's out on maternity leave. Kaylee. Kalia, Kalia yeah, Watt. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm very bad at pronouncing things, so a lot yeah. of times I'll just. That's fine. Just, yeah. Just say. The just jewels. talk around it. Kalia. Yeah. No, she is Yeah, obviously on maternity leave, but she is still a Chicago Red Star, which we love. But uh, she's probably wired like that, too. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, that's the most stark example of how these athletes are wired. Yeah. And it, it's completely different, because uh, I'm just. Ugh. I heard uh, Patrick Manley was on the score yesterday. He had a similar story. Where he went in AFib during the week, during the practice week, went to the hospital, got shocked back into place, played on Sunday. That no. stuff is worrisome. No, thank you, please. And it was funny because Dan Bernstein was like, what is wrong with you? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know. It's easy for us civilians to say that. Yeah. I have a question. When, when do we get our own Justin Jefferson? Aren't you like just extremely jealous? Like you, I mean, obviously he's a generation, possibly a generational player, right? Right. I'm just still amazed that they just traded Stefan Diggs away and they're like, okay, we'll just draft the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. (laughs) It worked. It worked so well. It was amazing. I mean, it was a a tremendous pick. He's so good. It helps, obviously, because we talked about potentially Mooney, like his ceiling being Stefan Diggs. Mm hmm. Um, that type of player. But, you know, Adam Thielen's one of the most important players on that offense. I was going to say, I don't know. The fact that he's turned Thielen into an afterthought is incredible. Right. Yeah, because he's still good, by the way, Adam Thielen. Uh, He is. How worried are you you for Sunday? Very. (laughs) I do not. I I have looked at this matchup a lot, and I don't want to just, like, Uh, ruin the next five days of content, right? Because we still have, you know, preview (laughs) episodes and a a pregame show on Sunday. But it's like... I do not know how the Bears are going to stop the Vikings. No. Short of switching the game to prime time and then, you know, maybe that effect that it has on Kirk Cousins. Ball seven times. Yeah. Yeah. The only. That's it, though. It's takeaways. Yes. That's that's literally, to me, the only way that they find a way to keep the Vikings from scoring is they just have one of those games where they take the ball away four or five times. Yeah, or you have mm-hmm. Darius Slade that can shut down Justin Jefferson by himself. Like, there's there's very few people that can do that. And yeah. I mean, like, they need Jalen the Johnson. Jalen Johnson needs to come back. Right. Yeah. He's not there. Right, and he needs not to, great. yeah, like, rise to the level that he was against Cooper Cup. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I because the, the it's just first of all take take away the options they have throwing the ball to, but they can't stop the run. No. I mean the Vikings could just hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook the whole game, and the, yeah. I don't know if the Bears are going to even touch the ball. You know, it, unless they score too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Which might happen because the way the, way the Bears are get, are. Um, I, I would say right now, like a lot of the things that we thought with this Bears team, especially on offense, like we're not really surprised. We're not surprised that they're not pass protecting very well. Right. Um, we're, we're not surprised that there's not a whole lot of options to throw the ball to. Um, I think we're a little surprised that Justin Fields has struggled the way he has. Sure. And maybe there's not a little bit more answers provided right now from the offense coordinator. But of anything that I'm surprised by, it's it's been the tackling and just the lack of discipline on defense. Yeah, like with what with what we were sold on on the hits principle. On the hits principle, yeah. it, and it, and it's almost like they're overdoing it, like they're almost rallying to the ball too much to the point that it's like I talked about this yesterday, where they're just playing like a game of hidden football. You think the ball's over here? No, it's yeah. over there yeah. because you're you have nine guys rallying to this side. Yeah. And it's too easy to, to lose the edge, lose the eye discipline, and all of a sudden the ball's over there. That's my thing, too, is I think that guys are worried more about where the ball is at all times, and then that's what's eating into, like, their eye discipline and, like, on their assignments, their actual assignments. It's like, all right, take care of your assignment first and then figure out where the ball is. Like, you can't, unless you can do it, you know, peripherally or whatever, but... I think that that's probably something that could be entering into it, too. Also, they're young, though. So Nick had a tweet that the, they're taking the pads off today to help keep guys fresh already. Like, is, that, is this early already for that? Yeah, well, so first of all, there's a rule on that. Um, yeah. I think it's 11 weeks of the season they're allowed to have. A, it's a certain amount of padded practices you can have. I think Actually, I think it's 14 the entire season. The entire okay. season. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, it, it, and... So that's not even the amount of weeks there are in a regular season. Right. And then there's a certain rule about how you can only have a certain amount per week. So like, I think only four weeks you can load it up with two padded practices in a week. It's padded practices may not be held on more than three consecutive calendar days, and such three-day periods may not be held more than three times during – oh, that's preseason training. Yeah, now. I think that's preseason. Um, uh, but regardless, right, so there are weeks where you have no padded practices. And typically um, what happens is – Total of 14. Yeah. 11 it, of which must be held during the first 11 weeks. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. th- that's why I was thinking week 11, too, because it's most of those have to. So, so by the time you get to December, basically. Right. Yeah, you're not. You, you get rid of them. And what? You know, for a team, they're, they're talking about physicality and hits principle and all this stuff. Like the fact that they're here in week five already, you know, worried about I, pads. It is funny, too, just to like how much the hits principle is just like i don't know everybody like and everybody in the media is talking about it all the, it, like it's it's a pretty basic concept like it's <laughs> yeah. not like thank you like it's not like this like world like this world changing i don't know like wait a minute, defensive wait a minute. hustle right <laughs> that's intensity be intense oh football like intense oh okay oh take the ball away the ball. and keep the ball away from the other team no way. I mean, it works. This is out. groundbreaking stuff. Oh, and be smart. 
But let's oh. let's be honest. Like that line probably got Avery Flus the job. Like the the McCaskies hear that, and it's just like music to their ears. It's like, <laughs> all right, let's go. Every coach, though, like we don't every... need a defensive coach. We because we have Justin Fields, and we need to develop him. But yep. I like what you're saying. Every <laughs> every coordinator, like they have these things to make help players, like you know, re- remember the core principles of a defense, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. But, like, it's just – I feel like the way that it's being talked about, especially in the media now, it's like, oh, hits principle. Oh, hits principle. I'm like, guys, like, that was – that's meant for, like, a, a whiteboard to, like – or, like, a they do the raps and stuff in the meeting rooms. Like, that's meant for that. It's not meant to just keep talking about <laughs> over and over again. Like, it's some groundbreaking like, defense. Go, going back to the planet talk, my very eager mother just served us – Nine yeah. pancakes, right? Oh, yeah. Mercury. Uh, <laughs> nine pizzas. Nine pizzas? I said pancakes. And also, you can't have that anymore because Pluto. Pluto. Pluto's still a planet. I don't care. Okay. We can't go back into planet talk. Move on. <laughs> Too much planet talk. And it's time now for planet talk on the CHGO Bears podcast. <laughs> we will be bringing in CHGO Mark Carmen. Astronomy. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, to be fair, the one difference that I do think the Bears are doing differently with this HITS principle mm-hmm. is that they're actually measuring it. And grading it. Grading it. Yeah, and, sure. And and so it's that's the idea of what it is, you're right, is the nothing. Accountability that was new. was lacking under Nagy. So like our guys that's, being held yes, accountable the really last part. two weeks. Like right. are we gonna see that? But that's why I want to see different people on the field then. <laughs> right. If you're holding guys accountable, you can't just keep having the center play like crap and not make a switch. You 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 can't keep having a guy you had on the practice squad and linebacker come in playing over a rookie who's seemingly done everything right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be actual accountability in playing time. You know, guy struggles, at least put it up for a competition during the week. Well, so and it seemed, to be, it seemed to be the case for Tevin Jenkins. Tevin yeah. Jenkins had a bad Wednesday practice. He was playing better than Lucas Patrick. Don't care. You didn't practice well. Fine, for one week I get it, but then the following week, there didn't seem to be any reward for the fact that he actually played better than Lucas Patrick. I do wonder, because I've been a part of teams where this has been the case. If so, like, there's like a mental errors board where you they tally your mental errors per game and it, it you know, over the season, and like there are under the table type of disciplines of like fines or like things where you have to you know it all goes into a pot and then they all go out to dinner at the end like when you're actually being fined um I don't know how effective that is in actually holding people accountable because these players are making a bunch of money so it's like all right fine I get fined for that but there is that being said there is kind of like this I don't know what you want to call it like dynamic around it where like people do take it seriously like the players do take it seriously they don't want mental errors and there's a pride associated with not doing that. So I wonder if that, if, if that is entering into it at all, and we just don't know. Well, I, I almost think that that's actually um, more effective than fines or anything is keeping tally, keeping a scoreboard. Yeah. When was. your name is posted right. in a meeting where the entire team's there, or even if it's in your position group, whatever, and you're at the bottom of the list – with the most, yeah. With, with the with with the most errors, like that's not a place you want to be. That yeah. is a place where you are having it written right there in front of you. My job is in jeopardy, essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I I do think that there is, and and I think the Bears are doing that. Yeah. You know, I I, I think with the loafs, um, that's where the accountability comes in. But as I've said, for it to really 
harbor results. Like you have to see the results sometimes. You still have to you still have to win games. So that's why I think this stretch coming up is going to be very interesting because you know they are two and two. They have won half their game so far. I think that's enough to as long as you are getting wins in that seven win range on the season. Mm-hmm. Like I I still think it can be a good thing that carries forward. What you worry about, I think, is this thing going off the rails here after what we've seen. But the last th- couple this weeks. is not the cliff that they're facing. It's like, okay, you lose it to Minnesota, you can still come back. Yeah, that's not. No, but it's losing Washington. to Washington. I was going to say the commanders. That's might what I'm be saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the commanders are the cliff. I mean, this looks like a bleak game. I'm surprised the spread's only seven. To be honest with you, and I think part of that has to be the fact that the Vikings were in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is weird that they don't have a bye week. I the the NFL is is experimenting with something like I think they're trying to like that's actually up to the team. Um, I yeah, my understanding is, is the team can request a bye week or decline it. But I think part of going to London, you if you demand that your bye weeks after London, they do grant you that. Really? I yeah. mean, then what's wait? But what's weird about this? We don't have bye weeks say, this week. There's there's no bye week for this week for the Minnesota yeah. or the Saints, and then there's no bye week for the Packers or. But also, there's no bye weeks in the NFL yet. Yeah, you, usually they'll start week five. So I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe there is some experiment. But in the I past, that's like, how it's been. Yeah, I think that there's some sort of experimentation because they want to, like, expand the international series or something yeah, like that. Because the Bears have never had this late of a bye week either, right? No, and they – Yeah, because they've this all been – the bye week was pushed back because of the extra game now. So, right. like, they're – they just – the window of the bye week was pushed back by a week. I can't believe I – mean, it's like, what, December 11th is their bye week? Yeah, it is. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. And that's the Packers by week, too. It's Packers by week, By the way, my, uh, d- my dad wanted us to experiment with something. He wanted to see if we can sit like she sits during the I show. I thought about that. I was like, there's just no I'll way. try it. <laughs> I'll try it. It's comfy. My feet don't touch the ground because I'm short. So that's why I usually do this. Which means it's going to be harder for me to get my legs in. Should we, like, I feel like that scene namaste, in... Namaste. Um, like, like, yeah, what's the scene in uh, we get Casey Walk over Hard? Here to take a picture? You know what I'm talking about? Walk Hard when they're with the Beatles? I don't think I ever saw that movie. Yeah. I'm like, quite honest on. with you. It's the John C. Riley movie? Oh, that's yeah, a, great it's movie. a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I know what you're talking about. I Paul Rudd's it. playing like John Lennon, and they're yeah, all yeah. sitting around like doing ayahuasca like with Aaron Rodgers. That's how I pictured Aaron Rodgers' ayahuasca thing, by the way. It's that scene in Walk Hard. Crisscross apple. This is actually pretty comfortable. It's probably it is comfortable. It is comfortable. Where's Casey? Better. Casey needs to take a picture. <laughs> I don't know. Where Lawrence, can you take well, a I picture? I was going to say, Lawrence, can my computer now, though? You can, you can hear. Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. This That's is, no, I, like I said, I do it because my feet don't touch the ground okay. when I'm in these chairs. So. <laughs> okay. Um, that was. They couldn't see that off. No, yeah, it was great. They, they Lawrence took a picture. Was taking a picture took, but no, um, back to the, the Bears' schedule. That, like, you have to win this Commanders game because then you're going through like kind of a not a gauntlet. I don't want to say a gauntlet when the Patriots, but like Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, and then you get the Lions, who are averaging 35 points a game. Then you get the Falcons. Yeah, but like these next no, few games, it's going to get tough if you don't beat Washington. And, and uh, by the way, I think the Patriots game is winnable, but. Yeah. Like, last week I thought that was, like, actually going to turn into a win, and then they played pretty well in, at Lambeau. So, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Ron Bergen. The problem with that, it's Matt Eberflus versus Bill Belichick. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Ron Burgundy doesn't like that we have our shoes on the couch, which is a fair point. Oh, his mother is, yeah. I usually abide by that rule, but we're also in nobody's home right now. We're just... No, we're in the studio. I also, I mean, did you guys grow up, like, my grandparents had the... The um, plastic? The plastic on the couches, yeah. That was a very, I felt like it was probably very, like... It's immigrant a very, thing. It's my a very Italian immigrants. Thing. Uh, my, my grandma. So grandma Benedetto had that. Yeah, Nona, couch, yeah. Nona Benedetto. Yeah. A couch is supposed to be comfortable. Sitting on plastic is not comfortable. It's defeating no, the purpose like the, of the couch. But that was the sitting room couch. Like there was then there the family room where like no one cared because no one actually went in there. But, it's but that's the where you watch sitting TV. room. So did your grandparents have like a two flat or a, a bungalow? Like yeah. Well, I had one. I had one grandparent set of grandparents that had yeah, like a almost a two flat. Right. They had actually owned the Spotty building. Spotty air conditioning if they had it all, so that that yeah. plastic was very sweaty. And there was like a den that was like the place where you actually hung out and watched TV, and then like there was the living room, yeah. which was the sitting room, which had the all the plastic. Room. The front room, right? The front room. All right, I'm gonna need a, a diagram. I think. All right, we're gonna talk to <laughs> Nicholas Moriano here in a moment, but first, want to make sure you guys know that Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports. Concerts and shows, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to do on this nice, this is a nice day. And as mad as I am at the White Sox, it'd be a good day to just go out and enjoy the last, last experience in the sun in the ballpark. Because even by the time next season starts, it'll probably be June before you have a day like this mm-hmm. for sure. to actually do it. So uh, game time might be the place you want to go. It should be the place you want to go right now to check on deals for the game. I'm sure tickets are just... They're probably giving them away on there. Uh, if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line, courtside, behind on plate. Carm gave you the tickets yesterday for the Bulls game that were right down there by the floor for, like, whatever it was. It was pretty cheap. I was checking out uh, Muse is playing Riviera yeah. next, Ooh. Uh, the 11th. Really? Yeah. And, like, pretty decent deals. I mean, it's expensive because Muse is playing such a small venue. Yeah. But I was like, I might have to pull the trigger on that. That sounds kind of nice. So concerts, too. Uh, it's, it says right here, floor seats at a concert. You can get that with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season. This is an app created by the fans for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description right here on the video. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right. Do we have Nick? Yeah, I'm just looking at the Game Time app. But yes, we do have Nick. Uh, let's just see if we can get him on here. Give me a second. Nick is at Hallis Hall. Just Nick heard. is at Hallis Hall. Nick, can you hear us? Hello? Uh, wait, Nick, I thought I heard you and then you didn't I say can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Uh, there, there we go. go. Hey. Yay! What's up, Nick? He gone. Oh no, oh, Nick. No. He's kind of uh, he is freezing. Oh, you know, just uh, listening. You know how Justin Fields. Are... Nick, I, Nick, I can tell you exactly what's going on. You went outside. You're probably still connected to the Wi-Fi. It's probably iffy because you are outside, so you probably want to disconnect your phone from the Wi-Fi. Um, or let's go give, Let's give a minute. Like live Nick, why don't you hang up and then call back, please? Do, do it, Adam. No, I, connect it to the hotspot. Connect it to the hotspot. Oh, hot there spot, you go. Hot spot. Hot route. We can hear you now. Hot route. All righty. We can hear you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm at. Nick, are yeah, you I'm sitting? Yeah, I'm on the hotspot, you guys. So they had an event going on inside House Hall, so outside it went. 
right. Well, well you're sitting cross-legged, Nick. Yeah. Try crossing your legs. Maybe it'll improve that. Uh, I am not, but I see Adam is, and <laughs> maybe that'll get the connection better. Yeah, I like it. All right, what did uh, what's the headline from uh, Maddie Refluis today? Silence. Yep. Yeah, Nick. This is well, not obviously, going you guys saw Cody Whitehair goes on IR, and all right, I I'll try coming back on, but there's an event going inside house hall. That's why I'm outside. Got I it. Kicked him out. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Just uh, yeah. Let's try again because that's not going very well. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll try to reconnect we'll with Nick. Um. In a second. I. I don't see any tweets from, even Justin Fields' press conference. So. Yeah, I know. That's why I was. That's why I was curious. Maybe it's a closed press conference. Maybe that's the event. <laughs> Said it's a closed press conference. Or did they move it? I don't know what's going on right now with uh, with that at House Hall. But um, all right. What other than takeaways in the meantime as we talk about this? What Carmi? What else can the Bears do to stay in this game against the Vikings? I mean, you you've seen a lot of you've seen the Vikings. You're covering the NFC North. Yeah, for Fox I, Sports. You're gonna have to get to Kirk Cousins some way or another. I think that that's. The, the Vikings haven't had much of a pass rush uh, this season, so I think that you've got maybe an opportunity there unless th- this is the <laughs> game that they turn it on. Um, but, no, I, offensively, you're going to have to get to Kirk Cousins. You're going to have to figure it out um, and how to get pressure on him. How's their offensive line been? Because that was, like, the one question about their offense. Yeah, it's been f- – it's, it's been fine. I think that they're still trying to get the run game going a little bit more. Um, and balance that out a little bit. They haven't been ter- too terribly good in run blocking. Um, but as far as giving Kirk the time that he needs, uh, they've been fine. They've been good, I think. I think they've been serviceable. Let's try it again. Let's see if uh, we can get Nick from Hell's Hall. Nick, uh, do you want to talk to us? Give us a shot here. I hope so. Is it working better this time? There we go. Yeah. Nice and clear. Nick from Hell's cool, cool. Hall. Wait, did Justin Fields talk? <laughs> Uh, Adam, kind of. He went back, so you know the whole I um, don't want to be robotic and want to show a little bit more emotion? That was a one-time thing. Because today it was back to the one-word answers, not getting very informative with anything. He didn't want, Adam, he didn't want to be here today. It was clear as day from how he looked, the answers he gave. Um, yeah, Justin was, wasn't having it today in terms of answering questions and actually providing context for anything that uh, people had questions about. I was gonna say because I haven't seen a single tweet from Justin Fields press conference. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, did he even have the press conference? What happened there? Yeah, I mean, he did, and you know, we tried to get some clarification on, yo, what does a a guy like Nikhil Harry do for this offense? And he said, you know, he's a guy that's a bigger body, have a chance against those smaller DBs, it gives them an opportunity to throw more of those fifty-fifty balls that we haven't really seen uh, up to this point through four games. So he did talk about that. He also talked about the the four verticals play where Darnell Mooney's open in the middle of the field. He said Mooney did run the route according to what it was last year, like the same exact type of play. And that one, he's just doing what he's coached to do. If you see that coverage, you go run or you either dump the ball off to the, the running back and flat, but he takes the run, gets 12. So he's doing what he's coached to do. 
He was also asked about red zone execution or lack thereof in this last game against the um, the Giants. And he said, this week was really the only week we really didn't do what we wanted to do in the red zone. And we just need to execute better from everybody to get better in that uh, part of the, the field there. Uh, what about and that Matt? was it. Give us an idea of the state of the offensive line right now. Matt Uberflus, we know, uh, acknowledging that Cody Whitehair went on IR. He did, but he also said that he, you know, there is a chance for him to come back this season. Didn't call it season ending, which you know maybe was a positive sign for Cody Whitehair. But he did go on IR, and as he said on Monday, still status quo with how that offensive line ended uh, in that first game is what maybe you're expecting. We talked about it on yesterday's show, Adam. Like we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. Um, he was asked about Justin Jefferson, who I'm sure, you know, is on everybody's radar going against the, the Vikings this week. And he says, when you have a team that's got two good running backs and a, a true number one, you said you have to weigh doubling like a guy like that. And you have to just pick and choose your battles because you obviously they've been gashed in the run game and you have a, a wide receiver like that. So he knows the the struggles it's going to put on his defense to kind of cover a guy of his caliber. Big game for Adam Thielen, then. <laughs> right. If you're so, doubling Justin Jefferson. So start Adam Thielen in your fantasy lineups this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what else do we need to know from those press conferences, Nick? Yeah, so he was also asked about just the wide receivers in general and, you know, what can you do? What do you have to see more of in terms of that unit to really get going? He said it's just continued rhythm and timing. Um, he mentioned, like, you know, we got Darnell Mooney involved last week against the Giants. St. Brown's been doing some good things for the offense all season. So he just said continued uh, rhythm and timing is what's going to get that group going. And he was also asked about Eddie Jackson, if he was hitting his stride. And, you know, he said he is. He goes back to training camp, how he was, you know, practicing throughout that period uh, of the, the off season there and say he's in the best shape of his life. So a ball hawking safety. And he said, he's a guy that does both things well, because we've seen Eddie Jackson come more in the box a little bit, making those plays at the line of scrimmage. And he said, he's a safety that's definitely capable of doing that. Could you read between the lines at all, Nick, about Nikhil Harry? So he has a three week practice window here coming off of IR, but how long it might actually take for him to get on the field. Like, did he give any indication of where, Harry's at with the offense and like what's realistic yeah so obviously like this Sunday it, I would just rule out Nikhil Harry and he kind of is like we'll, we'll have to wait and see if he can play and it kind of sounded like all right definitely not this week um and it's just going to take what he, Justin Fields did kind of talk about rhythm and timing for him to get sped up with the offense but he does see the potential there and a guy that is a big body receiver uh likes how he looks physically right now um, and he called him unique. And then like two seconds later, he said, but everybody's unique. So again, nobody's unique. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem like this is going to be the week for Nikhil Harry and just has to get, you know, sped up with the offense, how his timing is with Justin Fields. But he says physically he's looking good right now. All right. That makes sense. Anything else, guys? No. All right, Nick. Uh, appreciate it. Good stuff. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I know you'll have stuff from the locker room later. And, of course, tomorrow, Nick and Will will have the Bears-Vikings preview show at noon right here on the CHGO Bears podcast. So we'll let you go, Nick. Talk to you later. All right, you guys. There he is, Nicholas Moriano from Hallis Hall. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Nicholas 
Moriano. We're out of time, guys. Any final thoughts? We'll see. Bear, take the Vikings on the uh, I, take Adam Thielen. alternate spread, <laughs> minus 10. Put so so Carmi and I were the only people that picked the Giants last week. Mm-hmm. And we caught a lot of guff for it. Um, I think probably across the board, everyone's going to be picking the Vikings, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like anyone's going to be out, out on an island. We'll yeah. see. Maybe Corey so, Wooden will come out of nowhere and be except like. Except for Kyler Gordon. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Kyler Gordon. That's a good one. Good way to yes. end the show. Hey, a couple of quick little uh, super chats. Um, just call me ID threw us a dollar ninety nine, but actually didn't ask a question, so that's, that's easy awesome. to answer there. And then Tanniso lit Aww. five bucks super chat. Hey panel, love your content. Just showing showing some love. Aww. Hashtag respect. Thank you, Tana. thank you, appreciate Thanks, it. Nice, that's awesome. Sweet bulls hat too. Love yeah. the bulls um, hat. Greg Bragg's had a comment in there too that they should just lock uh, Dalvin Cook in Dalvin the Cook equipment in the room. room. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. And then my dad Braggy. was in the comments too. He's blaming Nick's problems on the fact that he owns a camera, not a phone. I like that one. So the Bears have like not. Do- I, I I pulled it up. The Bears have actually not done that poorly against Dalvin Cook over the years. They've also had pretty good defensive lines recently sure. and, yeah. right. and stopped the run. Um, now they would get a little bit more leaky last year. They got more leaky. Really, is the Keem Hicks. When the Keem Hicks wouldn't play, there'd be a significant right. difference. I'm gonna offer up some a contradictory uh, fact to what Uh-oh. you just said. You get, okay. Hashtag um, facts. In his past four versus Chicago, he has 130.3 yards per game and 11 well, rushing touchdowns. It's gotten better more recently. <laughs> and 11 rushing. T- 11 no. rushing touchdowns in, in his past 12 at home. That's that. That at was home, the end of that yeah. at home, uh, which they will be. So, um, though he has in his last. Wait, but against the Bears, it's 133. 130.3. In the game. last four games? In his past four versus Chicago. Against the Bears. Yeah, against the Bears. In scrimmage yards. Oh, it's scrimmage yards. I mean, yeah, but it's still but being pretty There was effective. that one time where they like really shut him down. And there was that, that one time. That last time that we felt really good about the Bears, when they came in, they were wearing the throwback uniforms for the first time. Yeah. They shut down Cousins. I think that would have been 19, 2019. Yeah, September 29th, 2019. He only had 86 scrimmage yards uh, last week. So, you know. All right. Well, <laughs> so instead of Keem Hicks, is Dalvin's father. <laughs> funny. Uh, okay. We're out of here. Uh, thanks for watching on this Wednesday. Appreciate you guys very much. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Carmi B, at Carmi V. I think I just said Carmi B. I don't know why. B, B, is, B, in B is in victory. Or maybe I, I, I don't know what I said. And then at Kevin Kadick, of course. Um, we are uh, allcshow.com. If you didn't get the newsletter, this, by the way, the newsletter is unlocked today for everybody. Yeah. So check it out. If you didn't get it in your inbox. Way you to bury go, the lead there. Yeah. Saved it for the last 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> uh, good promotion by me. Allcashow.com. You can go read it, though. Check it out. It is unlocked. And then you can sign up for a membership if you like it and get it in your inbox next Wednesday and throughout the entire season. So make sure you're checking that out um, as well. We're out of here. Check out the merch, CHGO Locker. Follow us on Twitter also at, at CHGO underscore Bears. We will be back tomorrow at noon. Will and Nick have your preview show then. See you later.